The Dow hit a record high. Steady. The economy. Oh, we got your back, Jack. Make a great plan, man. Oh, real McCoy, Troy. Our three cents for free. The options to pick, Nick. You need to discuss much. You got the key, KC, in exit strategy. Hello once again, and thank you for listening to Our Three Cents. I'm Troy Harmon here with Casey Smith and Nick Antonucci, and uh, we got an awesome topic today. We're going to talk about family business, and uh, it's not just being in business with your family that, uh, I, you know, sounds simple enough, right? Oh, you know, when I start a business, I want all my family to work Every for me. I'm going to take one. care of everybody. Right. And everyone's going to be happy. Everything's going to run smoothly. <laughs> hey, it's, it's funny you know how what? often that people think that. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, I, I have some experience in this uh, particular field. And uh, to be was honest, was it not we, all... All oh, rainbows yeah. and butterflies? And I tell you what, there were a few rocky Thanksgivings. and Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it seems simple enough if everybody's got their, their shoulder to the yoke and pulling along in the same direction, all's well, right? Not a problem. Uh, the problem is personalities, especially those that you might have grown up with, uh, lived with, and... and um, Everybody knows everybody's buttons to be pushed, and everybody knows uh, strengths and weaknesses. And uh, it, you know, if things don't go your way, what do you do? You exploit those. So yeah. uh, it takes actually, uh, in my estimation, a really strong central figure to uh, to make a family business work, especially in the early years. Uh, but there's a lot of other things that you have to consider yeah. when it comes to family business. I think part of what complicates it too. It's not like in the workplace where uh, you know you go to work every day. You see the, you see people who are just your coworkers. You go home at night and you don't see them anymore. Not and on the weekends or, or anything. Talk to them or yeah. Anything, yeah. Right. That's not the case when it's a Quite family often, business you a, might live a, with them oftentimes different hierarchies in the family dynamic than there are in the business dynamic that's that true. comes that's into right. play too and, yeah. you know well Casey you bring that up and it probably is uh, one of the major sources of, of uh, infighting or, or uh, disagreements within a family business and I think those can be mitigated uh, again you know I think having a, a strong maybe a matriarch or a patriarch who leads the rest of the group and, and you already have some experience following that person but uh, I think laying out on paper uh, everybody's function and yeah. what's expected structure is so key Absolutely. structure is so key starting with the top maybe it's, Absolutely. you know there's the most senior figure in the family something like that who who is at the top um, but as you said Troy laying out roles that you might be on the same level of the hierarchy but you have different roles and then a lot of times what that brings to is compensation yeah compensation is often can often get heated in family discussions you now, know now we've seen multiple ways that you can lay out the the uh compensation structure right um you know there's there's plenty of sources in the market uh you can even go to government sources like the bureau of labor statistics provides uh in specific markets uh and jobs uh, what the the median pay is on an hourly or an annual basis. They also step you through um, different percentile payments up to the you know the highest to the lowest, so you get a range. But we've seen it done differently before in practice, right? Nick? Yeah, we've seen it where if you know you're 
you had the father who started the business and the next generation, no matter what your role is, everyone gets paid the same. Right. Which generally makes for like a, a CEO or, a, a, you know, the, the leading uh, role to get paid less than market rate. And right. maybe a, a warehouse employee or somebody gets paid you know. more than market rate. Exactly. And and but everybody gets the same and it, it seems to work for some. The biggest thing is communication. Right. Yeah. Well, and you, and you mentioned it, it oftentimes is the case that you'll have a strong central figure of matriarch, patriarch who starts the business, founds the business, and then they may bring in family to work. And it might work really well for a while under that circumstance. But what happens when that matriarch or patriarch either passes away or is ready to exit the business in some fashion. I mean, it's not as easy as just selling it to a third party when you've got family involved in it. And, uh, right. you know, especially if you're trying to pass it on to the next generation. Yeah, yeah I think a, that a first clear succession clear plan, succession for sure. plan if, you, is, if you have three children, you know, is it going to be split three ways? Is it yeah. going to, and it should not come as a surprise to them uh, at the time of the triggering event or the, the point in which you're essentially forced to transition ownership. This needs to be clearly defined and communicated to those who will become the new owners. Yeah, sure. exactly. Again, communication is, is definitely the key and, and having those having that document in writing that says, here's what happens when, um, you know, these different scenarios play out. And beyond that, how do you come into ownership? Because there's a lot of, oftentimes you have children of, of, you know, the first generation. So the second generation who aren't interested in being part of the business. True. True. So, you know, what does it look like for them? Do they get a smaller percentage of ownership? Do they get any, um, you know, what is the dividend policy in accordance to that? Right. Um, it can get pretty complicated. Well, the thing you have to do, too, is educate a little bit because just because you're um, not one of the operating partners within the business doesn't mean you can't have ownership and actually participate in distributions or whatnot. But the problem is quite often those that are within the operation uh, get resentful of those who aren't and still yeah. taken apart. But it's ownership, a hard thing to equalize. I mean, you know, ownership and operations are definitely two separate things. Yeah. And, and having that understood, I think, takes you a long way. Well, a lot of times you might have a situation where uh, shares of a of a company have been gifted to a child or the next generation, not with the intent of giving them control at any point, but right. maybe it's for estate planning reasons or something like that, that you're you're gifting shares of what's likely for most small business owners their largest asset. Mm -hmm. um, and so you're trying to to give shares away. And so what, what happens to those owners and how do their you know shares come into play? Do they have any kind of voting rights or any say in what goes on in the business just because they have some shares? And, you know, we've seen it structured to where um, maybe they have sort of a minority share, so they, they would participate in the – in an exit or a sale of the business, but they don't really have any say in the operations of the business. Right. Uh, the thing you got to be careful of is, um, uh, you know, Casey, you're talking about ownership. I think it's easier to pass along ownership of the business than it is to pass along uh, control, especially yeah. of the operations. You, you might have a really strong uh, founder uh, who has 
the next generation who may not be the best CEO to, to pass the business along to. So there's nothing really wrong with going outside the family to make sure the operations continue. Yeah. Uh, you know, you can think of it kind of as a cash flow machine, if, if sure. you will. Uh, and who do you want running your cash flow machine? Well, obviously the absolute best operator, right? Yep, exactly. Um, whether they're kin to you or not. And we always talk about how it's important to start on these things early. As you can hear, they, these aren't split second decisions you can you can make, and it's it's a long term process. Yeah, you know you have to take it. It might take years to to get the people who will take over the business in the right positions trained ready to do so where you're comfortable so it's important to you know lay these plans out early yeah and you can't you can't um overestimate the (laughs) the benefit of starting this as soon as possible i mean you know the right because all these contingencies are going to change i mean you're going to have situations that change and your wishes what you think you want to happen one day might not be the same you know 10 years later um and just trying to mitigate those risks again, trying to think of all the different situations that might come up. And that's the hard part, Casey, is I'm, most of the time when you go into business, you you only think of the, the green field and the butterflies, yeah. right? It's going to yeah. be rosy. The world's going to be great and everything's going to happen and you're going to be rich and successful. But it often doesn't turn out exactly like that. And you have to consider those scenarios. Yeah. Uh, as we've talked before, you know, you, you've got lots of risks within a business that need to be considered even before you start the business. So uh, one of the major pieces is always, and we go back to this, it seems like almost every show, but the buy-sell agreement, right? Yeah. Uh, that spells out just how ownership will be passed, especially in cases when there is disagreement. But uh, uh, with a, with a uh, family business, I think... Nick, you kind of touched on it. Emotion is probably a lot more involved than in a regular day-to-day business where you're not uh, kin to the rest of the folks that you work with. Um, I, you know, there there are things that you can do. You still want to have a family life, right? Uh, and I made it kind of a joke, but uh, the reality is Thanksgiving can get pretty rough when <laughs> uh, when you're you're at odds with family who also. Uh, are your business partners. Yeah, it's hard uh, enough with uh, just politics and religion and football. No uh, kidding. Yeah. You bring a business into the mix, and then uh, yeah. next uh, thing you know, grandma's getting the, the turkey baster thrown out. <laughs> and it's something that we've touched on off the air in trying to define these boundaries between you know uh, work life and personal life, sure. even within a family business. And it's easy for us to sit here and say, oh, well, you know, you need to have some sort of plan in place where outside of work at family gatherings, you don't discuss the business. And that's all great to throw out there and, and, and say you're not going to do it. But it's a lot harder when push comes to shove yeah. uh, to remove that emotional piece and not want to bring those things up in an outside of work setting. Um, but, you, you know, you really need to try and set some boundaries. True. To delineate between when, you know, when is it work time? When you're talking business and sure. when when are you in the family function? Well, part of that, I mean, there's inevitably going to be family around you that is not part of the business. And it's probably not something that you, you can make people that aren't even involved feel kind of like an outsider. And that wouldn't be good either. But, uh, yeah, I mean, sometimes you just need to relax and, and uh, be yourself and not worry about the business for five minutes. Right. Uh, although most business owners are 
tend to be single-minded, right? They, yeah, they sure. really That's what they focus on, and especially if it's a group of family business owners. Uh, well, guys, uh, any other topics we ought to cover before we uh, – close this one down i uh, i think that it you know it's easy for us to talk about it i have lived it and i can tell you that it at times it's not very fun you might have a, a grand plan uh some pie in the sky idea as to how you and all of your family members are gonna live happily forever after uh and and uh, thrive but in reality man emotions can get at a fevered pitch yeah more sure. often than you might ever expect no question. All right. Well, if you have questions about this or any other business topic, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, Hensler Financial um, and Our Three Cents can be reached 770-429-9166. You can call, ask for Casey, Nick, or Troy, and we'd be happy to help you. You just need to come in, chance. Make a great plan, man. A real McCoy and Troy. Our Three Cents for free. 